Welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. How you doing? Good. Good. What are you laughing about? Uh, I just laughing at Blake. Okay. Yep. I do that a lot. You do? Yeah. Though he yells at you a lot, so it's kind of mutual. Right. Yep, it is. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Did you have a good week? Oh, yeah. Building yeah. houses this week? Yep. Building a big one. Yeah. And then we have three more going on. All right. So oh. how many houses do you keep going at a time? Uh, right now there's five. Well, four. Um, one just closed. Okay. Yeah. Is it? What's that feeling like when you close one? It's not good riddance. <laughs> but well, because you still have stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a small things, bunch list. Huh? Yeah. No, it's not. It's uh, it's good. It, it feels like we we're building people's dream homes. Home. Isn't it like a sense of accomplishment? Though, like to, yeah. to be able to like work with your hands and you go yeah. back to like it is. I built that. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then it's uh, it's great. I mean, people are spending crazy amounts of money to build new houses these days, yeah. and it's it's cool to see them. You know, being able to put their dream on paper and then we make it a reality. Yeah. So. I had a friend that worked um, road construction, like in the summer to work crazy hours, yeah. right? Building interstates and stuff. And he used to love when we'd drive around together and he'd be like, <laughs> I built this. I laid that cement. I carried that, you know, the, yeah. what do they call it? The rebar, the stuff yeah. that he, he would have to carry those baskets. And he's yeah. like, I carried basket after basket for mile after mile and laid that. And there's yeah. like, but as men, like there's like this sense of accomplishment, like we're, we're designed to work. Yeah. Right. And so I, I think part of like, we're designed to work to make things better. And it's like, Hey man, he made 465 better by working 18 hour days all summer and doing it. And yeah. My wife hates that because we drive around and I say, Oh, I built that neighborhood or I drywalled that whole neighborhood. And yeah, she, I think she's tired of hearing about it. You nah, know. just keep doing it, man. Okay. She loves hearing about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's cool like to hear about guys' jobs where they build different things. I do too. That was yeah. one of my favorite parts of uh, last season's, or not, maybe not even last season, but we did a big series on people's jobs and yeah. uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So. I think it's hard when you have a job where there's no sense of accomplishment when you lead for today. Right. It's like, yeah, like being a pastor. It's like being a pastor. It's like, <laughs> someone asked me, I don't know, it's Blake or you. Someone asked me earlier, it's like, what did you do today? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It was really busy. Right. I don't know. I remember sitting out cones in a parking lot yeah. for hours on end. I had nine out. cups of coffee and, yeah. you know, that's basically all I did today. I was out there freezing cold today. Really? Like the wind was blowing. I was outside. You're in the bus line. I was getting ready for, a, I don't know if a bus line, but yeah. a line. I was sitting out cones trying to figure out the best traffic flow pattern. I thought, okay. They didn't teach me this in seminary. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Last week we talked about money. Yeah. And love we said money. we're going to come back to it this week. So, right. Would you consider yourself rich? Um, funny you asked that. We just had a conversation in my household the other day. Yeah. Um, by some people's standards, we are rich money wise. Mm -hmm. And by the people that I think I look up to money wise, we are poor. If makes that sense. makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I would push back and say, so, well, when you look at society as a whole, not just yeah. America's society, like you're going to be in the top couple percent. Yeah, I guess. Top one, probably. Yeah, I think that's what the uh, statistics are. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't consider myself in the top one. But so you're rich. Great. I'm rich. I mean, if, if, if you have more... Money and access to money than 99% of the people right. alive. Yeah. Would you consider yourself rich? Yeah, probably. Okay, good. I'm just trying to – I'm a preacher, man, so I'm trying to establish this. I know. I see what on. you're trying to do. Trying you're trying to, to pass along conviction. I, well, I'm just getting you ready for it. You know, sometimes when I'm preaching, I just, like, set you up. Like, yeah. People oh, get yeah. excited. One of my favorite things when preaching is when everyone's, like, fired up and they're like, hey, man, that's good. And, like – and you know, like, so I know what's coming in the text yeah. or in my sermon, and you're about to, like, stick this dagger <laughs> in, and they're going to feel convicted. Yeah. It's like – it's best like get them pumped. That's up. why I call you Captain Conviction. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm firing you up now. To, okay. To agree that we're rich. 
All right, First Timothy 6, 16, 17 says, as for the rich in this present age. So is that you? Do what? The verse starts out, as for the rich in the present age. So writing to rich people. Yeah. That's you. I guess I'm, yeah, I guess I'm in the top 1% or something. Okay. Probably top five, but whatever. You're top one, man. If you look at <laughs> the entire world. Yeah, I get it. We're all top 1%. Okay. We're, we're that wealthy in America. It doesn't feel that way, but okay. Okay, you are. So 1 Timothy 6, 17 yeah. starts out with, as for the rich in this present age. So saying, hey, rich people, listen up. I'm about to talk to you. Yeah. So this verse applies to you. Okay. Are you, oh, yes? <laughs> sure. Yes, it does. <laughs> I, I feel you setting me up for conviction here. So I'm not, you know, I'm not letting you string me along all the way. All right. All right. So verse 17, I'm going to pull it up here. I'm not even going to have you read it today. Usually you read the scripture about that. Let me find it. All right. As for the rich in this present age. Charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God. So it's, I think what it's showing us, like, riches have a way of stealing your hope away from God, or the hope you would have in God. Yeah. Riches, riches have a way of taking precedence over everything else. Yeah. Or, or taking your heart from God. Yeah. Right? Because you start to hope or be comfortable in your riches. Right. Um, you want to keep going? I'm not comfortable in my riches, but go ahead. Well, I think what happens is, and I'm not saying this is about you. I yeah. would say that we are both very rich compared to the world standards. Well, yeah. But, that's why I became friends with the televangelists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like your private jet. Yeah. Money. I mean, I have, I have my own motorcycle. You can ride on the back of that anytime you want. It's mean, probably not going to happen. <laughs> Funny thing. Money becomes the thing that we think we need for life to be good. I think yeah. when we're rich. Um, so we can't imagine a, a good life outside of having a lot of money. Um, so with that, money starts to replace God in our hearts. Yep. Is I think what that verse is like. It sounds like, hey, if you're rich, you really need to watch out here and not set your hopes on the uncertainty of riches because riches are uncertain. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they come and go. You could lose your job. Right. Our economy could shut down. I mean, we saw that with COVID, right? Oh, yeah. all, all overnight, like things just shut down. I mean, the government just started giving us free money. Right. But <laughs> that's not going to happen every time. Um, nope. <laughs> so. We need another COVID. <laughs> no. No, we don't. But but money replaces God in our hearts. Yep. Many times of that. So that verse continues on. Let me pull up the rest. But on, so not setting your hopes on the riches, uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. So Paul here is writing in first Timothy saying, Hey, you need to set your hope on God. Right. Don't set your hope on, on your, your yeah. money. Yeah. God will provide, but he your will money provide. won't always provide. And God provides, but I think the other side of money is like, it is a blessing. And God is saying right there is like, he's given it to us and, and there's enjoyment that comes from it. Right. Like there's. It's okay to enjoy it. It's okay to enjoy it, right? Yeah. Right. It's God gave it to you. There's yeah. that ability to enjoy some of the blessings without feeling. But as long guilt. as you're utilizing it and using it responsibly, yeah, it's okay to enjoy it. But I think it's when money takes precedence over God, when you yeah. idolize money over God, when it becomes the thing that you're looking most forward to. Yeah. That's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I th I think there's a danger, like in, of going so far, like where you can never enjoy the money that you have. Right. Like going deep sea fishing. And when the whole, we took a vacation to Florida we together. Yeah. We had a blast. Yeah. And we spent a lot of money. I mean. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I mean, some people's standards, maybe not. But in our standards, we spent a lot of yeah. money. We had a good time. We didn't go in debt for it. 
Right. And, and God just kind of blessed it. And it was it was good. Like yeah. you don't have to feel guilty for that. Right. Uh, so I, I think God loves blessing us too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as a father, like. How, how could you not? I love. How could you not love your kids? I like when my kids get to enjoy things. Right. Right. I mean, it's like, hey, I'm giving you this to enjoy for Christmas. We just had Christmas. Yeah. And one of my kids, I won't give them money. Yeah. Like for Christmas, like we buy them stuff because okay. if we give them money, they're going to save it. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe buy gas with it or something, but they're not yeah. going to buy anything they enjoy with okay. it. Okay. And, and they're really just going to try to save it all, which is, I'm kind of thankful for yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. But also like at Christmas time, I want them to unwrap something that they're going to enjoy. Yep. That makes not sense. just like money they get to put in their piggy bank or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, let's continue off the text. Verse 18, they are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Yep. So saying, God may bless you with money, is right to the rich, which we said is us. Oh, yeah. So what are we supposed to do with it? We're to be rich in good works, to be generous, ready to share. Yep. Thus storing up treasure for ourselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly And how much fun life. is giving it away and sharing it? Yeah. You know? That's one of my favorite parts. It's, yeah. You know, probably something I, I wouldn't say I do it too much, but mm -hmm. um, I, I thoroughly enjoy sharing it yeah. with other people. Um, yeah. Well, that's what scriptures tells like, hey, could it be said about your money that you are known for being rich in good works? Like, are you, are you known as being like generous in how you use your money? Like God has blessed you with it. Right. You're rich. Are you known for your generosity? Yeah. That? Which is what we should be known for as Christians. Right. Um, and we've already decided that we're rich, right? So, <laughs> yep. But I, I don't know. What are you thinking? You're just trying to be quiet in this episode. You know, I I never consider myself rich, but like you said, you think about the top one percent of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, we we probably fall in line with that. We have access to money. We yeah. have everything that we really need in life. Uh, maybe not everything that we want, but everything that we need. Yeah. And uh, it's almost humbling to think of it that way. Yeah. Well, the problem is, so if we go back to last week, remember we looked at Proverbs 22, 7, the rich rules over the poor, the yep. borrower is slave to the lender. Yep. We, we are rich, but we want more. Right. So we go in debt to try to, to get more things. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, like, we can't be generous, which we talked some last right. week, where yeah. we are blessed, we are rich, but we're, we're living a different way. Right. Um, when you live a different way, it takes money away from one thing. It does. Yeah. I mean, there used to be this thought, if you go back, several decades ago that if you didn't have money for something, you couldn't buy it. Right. Could you imagine? <laughs> right. I can't, but it sounds kind of crazy now. Right. <clears throat> right. Like, but like, no, you can't charge it. There's no such thing as a credit card. Like if you have the cash, you can go buy it. If yeah. not, you can't, you can't buy it. Yep. You had to save up the money. Um, I think it's before the great depression. Only 2% of houses had a mortgage on them. Wow. Because you, you would save up. Yeah. You'd buy the house. Yeah. And you could afford to, and you could afford to usually on one income. And now it's probably less than 2% of houses actually don't, don't have, have a mortgage, mortgage yeah. right? It's like, I yep. think we deserve it. It's crazy to build houses for people that don't have a mortgage. Yeah. Um, you know, people that aren't tied by the constraints of money. Yeah. I think, you think some of it came down to like a mentality of certain generations that they want what their parents have right now. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Nobody wants to wait for anything. So we want it right now and by any means necessary, we'll get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think of my parents, they... Didn't make a lot of money. We lived in this very small house, not the best part of town. And yeah. for years, like they just lived there. They finally paid it off. Yeah. We drove old junky cars. Right. We never bought a new car. They'd break down. Yep. 
find a way to work on it. And so we did, they did this for years. And then when I graduated from high school, they bought, I mean, a nice house for them. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of an average <clears throat> middle right. class house, but ranch, but they bought that. They get, my dad got a new truck. My right. mom got a new vehicle. <laughs> But they hadn't had that for... How expensive of a kid were you to raise? Right. They hadn't had that for the first 40 years they were married. Yeah, exactly. And they just put back money. They right. lived with less. They didn't go Yeah, I think that's and, a big reality check for a lot of kids is they want what their parents have because they're so used to using those things yeah. while they live with their parents. So when they get out on their own, they want these things and have no idea what it costs in the real world. Yeah, so um, they go in debt to get them. Yep. So really it's like we're a bunch of pretenders. We don't have the money. We just look like we have the money because yeah. we have the house and we have the car and we have the clothes because we took out a credit card at Kohl's and the Old Navy and every <laughs> store. When you go in there, like, do you want to put this on the credit card? Yeah. Yeah. Proverbs thirteen seven. It's one of my favorite verses about yeah. money. It says that one pretends to be rich yet has nothing and another pretends to be poor yet has great wealth. Right. That was written thousands of years ago. But how true is that today that there are like millionaires all around? Like Dave Ramsey put out a book about like everyday millionaires or yeah. something. But it's fascinating how that a lot of times millionaires, you don't even realize it because they're driving an old car. They're, right. They're they're not not, they don't enough. have the latest and greatest. Yeah. Um, they're frugal. Yeah. Know, they have a plan. It's crazy, yeah. too. We built some houses for people that can't afford to furnish them. Yeah. And they live the first year without furniture. Um, it's crazy. Or two or three years until they can put back enough money to go out and buy furniture. And yeah. It's crazy to watch people. You know, people are nuts sometimes. Yep. Walk into an empty house that's brand new. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here's the practical part. We'll get to okay. Proverbs. We're all over Proverbs today. Yeah, we 25, are. 25, 28. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. So if you don't have self-control, you're like a city. You know, in the old days, the city would have a wall. That's what protected people from coming in. Yeah. If you didn't have that, anybody could come in. Robbers, different things. So I think ask yourself, do you have financial self-control? Right. Or are you like a city of no wall and you're vulnerable to attacks? Yeah. Um, Just you run have a while. No, yeah, you don't have no plan right. against the attacks when they come. Because here's the thing, like financial ones are going to come. If you don't have self-control, it's like when you're a kid and you walk by the candy store, you're wanting every piece of candy in there, right? Right. And if your parents take you in there and if you had the means to do it, you're going to take every piece yeah, of candy Yeah, you would own the place there. when you left. Right. And you don't care like what you'd have to pay for it. Right. Or if they tell you you're going to have to pay later for it, you're going <laughs> to debt. Like you're five years old and you want that lollipop and yeah. that piece of fudge and everything else. <laughs> the problem is we become adults and we still have that mentality. So yep. we want that outfit. We want the car. We want that, that newest version of the gun. We want our kids to have the newest things. Yep. And I deserve this vacation <laughs> and I don't have the money for it. So I'll go in debt for it. How many times have you said I deserve this? Yeah. To feel good about whatever you're buying. Um, yeah. I've done it hundreds of times and thought about it recently. It's like, you don't deserve any of this. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think, you know, people need to realize that. Yeah. So I think that self-control is where it comes in, right? Yeah. So asking yourself, do you have financial self-control? Right. Um, that, that you're going to say no to these things. Right. And it may just be for a season. Yeah. Right. So if you're having to go in debt to buy all this stuff, then it's, you probably need to get some self-control. Yeah, but if sure. you have self-control, you save up cash, you get out of debt, then you buy. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah my daughter just bought a, a car yeah she saved up cash to buy because really? we've been pushing it's like yeah because if i well i, I mean, think you did that a few years ago right yeah we, you guys we saved did. up for years and bought a car yeah but we were well past 18 when we 19 yeah. when we did it i wish right. i had done it earlier yeah so we've been encouraging her since she got a job she wanted to buy her own car she had a car she's driving and so she's like you just need to save up and pay yeah. cash for it so she saved up and then she spent 
you know, the, the car I think is like six, seven thousand dollars. Right. So it's just a different experience when um, you have to go withdraw the money from the bank. Oh yeah. And take that much money over. Yeah. And then she was calculating up like how many hours she had to work <laughs> to get the car. She's a certified nursing assistant. Okay. So she, it's not a glamorous job. Like she works hard for <laughs> yeah. the money. Like no, I, I tell I her all the time. Like. Yeah. I've heard some of the stories. I said, um, I'm proud of you, right? Like right. you're doing a job that's needed in society. Yep. And you know, you're, you're working hard. Generally like, gross. You know, and you're showing <laughs> compassion. You're loving people. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm really proud of you. And so driving over, we're just kind of talking about what all, how many hours she had to work and what all she had to do for that yeah. money to build it. But it's different. Like you feel it when you do it versus oh, yeah. just walking in there, signing a piece of paper. Right. And knowing that you're going to pay 300 bucks a month or whatever yep. for next 84 months. Right. <laughs> it's, it's crazy though, but it's so much easier. It is. To do it that way. Yeah. It's so much easier to go in and swipe a credit card or swipe a debit card. But I mean, seriously, if you want to, you want to try a challenge, get rid of your debit cards and credit cards and just carry cash around each week. Yeah. Give yourself a budget and you really start thinking about where the money goes. Uh, when, you know, when you're spending $10 here, or $20 there, um, it really starts to make sense. Yeah. Where are we at on time? We're good. 17. Oh, because we got some more time. <laughs> I could talk about this for a while. All right, what I you got? Well, let's th talk about, I think what we need to embrace is the idea of sacrificing. Yeah. As, I mean, that's what we do as Christians. Like, we're, we're to live sacrificial lives. Right. And so in our finances, we've got to be willing to sacrifice. So giving up something you love for something you love even more. Yeah. So I may love buying a hockey stick, but I love. You probably would. Even more being able to. <laughs> contribute to this or to help to this drink person your coffee out. drinking my coffee um <laughs> or i mean it's like if you really want to get that free maybe you you know the thing that's getting me now is i've never had cable really in my entire life yeah okay but now like to watch like there's all these different subscriptions yeah right so you got to have if you want to watch it's even worse than having cable this probably. football game you have to have like paramount plus to watch right. the colts play if you don't have if your antenna doesn't work and <laughs> then you need this one to be able to watch the sunday night game and before long you have like all these subscriptions. Yeah, now you got a hundred dollars in subscriptions. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're in debt, like it may be like, Hey, I'm going to sacrifice having these things. Right. Because I really love the idea of financial freedom. Yeah. Um, well, because I chose at one point that this was more important than this and I can't have both. Yeah. And maybe you sacrifice something so you can yeah. pay off the other thing that you bought. Yeah. So you may love eating out, Yeah. but you really want to pay your vehicle off. Right. Right. So yeah. I love eating out, but I'm going to, Start taking my lunch to work, some, right. right, or something, yeah. right, or cooking dinner at home. Um, yeah, I, I think that's like loving. So that's the idea of sacrificing. It's like you you care about this even more, so you're going to sacrifice to get that, right? Um, and as Christians, I mean, that's what what we should be doing. Yep. Um, so let me finish the verse. Finish the verse. Verse 19. It in that text. Remember at the beginning, we started with you being rich. Yeah. Writing to you, and it says storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that, which is truly life, which I really like how that ends. Like, yep. Hey, I know you're rich and have money, but you need to use that money to serve others. Right. God has blessed you with it. Yeah, so there's going to be some fun that comes with it. Right. But the end, like take hold of what is truly life. Right. And you get that through living within your means, through giving sacrificially, through embracing a better treasure than the treasure of this world. Right. Um, yeah. What? Nothing, man. I keep thinking about giving and how much I enjoy it. So it, yeah. just, it just keeps heading home. Um, you know, I, I love giving it. Yeah. So.
Yeah, I agree. Like that's, that's changed on my mentality on finances. Some is that oh, yeah. in my, my next season, like I would love to be able just to be more generous. Yeah. I would love for you to do that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can start with your friends. Start with my friends. Um, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. We'll see when that next season of your yeah, life comes. Yeah. You'll be picking new friends or something. I don't know. Powerball is like 810 million or something. Yeah. Yesterday. I'm not wasting my money on that. I'm not either. Yeah. I don't even know. But it would be fun. Someone texted me and asked me if I got my ticket. And I was like, yeah. No, I'm not even sure how to buy a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I do have, I tried to give it to you and you offended me. You gave me like a 50 cent winning lottery ticket. A dollar because oh. I got it. So I bought my house three or four years ago. My realtor sends me a, a lottery ticket every year. Okay. I guess this does it for everyone. Nice. That's actually a good plan. Yeah. So if you hit big, well, and you'll probably call him to go buy a new house. I hit a dollar. It's the one lottery ticket I get a year. I won yeah. a dollar and I, I, I wasn't some, I'm a Karen and a girl. Someone went over to see your house, yeah. went by your house and I said, Hey, give this to Nick for me. <laughs> and they come home with it. Well, I knew what your salary was and I wanted to give back oh, to you. So. Okay. Yeah. I thought you would turn it in and then like get another one and see if you won big and we'd split it. I usually know. I usually don't have that luck. Yeah. Usually if I buy one and I win a little bit of money, yeah. I, then I got to give 10% to the church. And then after <laughs> that, you know, I usually end up losing. So usually not a, not a great thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so we're getting ready in, but what yeah. are you most excited about for tough men of faith this year? Honestly, I want to get back to doing more interviews again. Yeah. Um, not that I don't just enjoy talking to you, but I, I do enjoy the interviews and just mm -hmm. the, uh, different perspectives that other people bring to this. Yeah. And um, I really like hearing about people's occupations and what they do. You know, how do you spend eight or 10 or 12 hours a day, yeah. um, you know, or a third or a half of your life? What do you do doing that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. I agree. We'll get some back in here. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the highlights of last year with, with yeah. Tough Men of Faith was I thought we hit a great stride. We got to get less firemen on here, though. Well, we did have a lot of firemen. Yeah. But we got to some great interviews. I learned Maybe a lot. Maybe being a fireman's easy, and that's why we had so many <laughs> you know, of them. You said it. Uh, I know a couple of firemen, so it's okay know, to make so jokes. You can make fun of them. Yeah. You know, so how it works. Yeah, I guess we need some cops in here or something. Well, yeah. Let's do that. Let's get some people in here. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us for Tough Men of Faith. Make yep. sure that you're uh, liking it on Facebook and yeah, Instagram. Instagram and X. X. Subscribe on YouTube. Nice. We got those uh, reels going now. Have you, oh, yeah. Have you watched any I've of those? I've seen a bunch of them. They're have pretty you? good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so when you get on YouTube, if you see a reel of your, yourself, do you watch it or do you scroll through? No, I usually watch it and then I usually like it. You okay. Know, I, I don't know how many likes it takes to start getting paid, but it's obviously not <laughs> yeah. how many we have. No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, thanks so, for joining us for Tough Men of Faith. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks.